a movie where a couple of donkeys are more charismatic than the male lead. Jamie? Yep. Steph? Yes. <laughs> let's go watch Cherry 2000. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast where every two weeks we watch a movie from the 80s and then we talk about that movie. My name's Doug McCambridge. I'm one of your two hosts. And with me as always is Jamie Lorello. Hello. I could not even think of something interesting or funny to say, which is sad because of the movie we watched. I think I'm just too excited because we have a guest. guest oh, yeah. To introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, Hello. I'm Stephanie Crawford. <laughs> I should have introduced you. That's rude yeah, to not like, introduce like That guess, name has right? no meaning to anyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, guest. Do your it's own work. It's not as though I forgot who it was, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, Steph, thank you so much for joining us. And the smallest amount of background here is that mm -hmm. I sent you a list of movies. And I said, hey, would you like to join us to talk about one of these? And I'm not saying that I had a feeling you'd pick this. You did? You had this. Yeah, did you? You had an instinct about it. When you chose it, I was not surprised. Mm. Do you mind talking about this movie, like your relationship to this movie, if you have one? Or like, where did you discover it? When did you first, do you have any sort of emotional attachment oh, to it? Oh, I do, actually. I and this mm -hmm. film, we go way, way back. Um... <laughs> I don't know what, just over a year ago, there was a sale on the Kino uh, Blu-ray website. And I said, hey, everybody, what's sure. good? And some people said, oh, you, you would like Cherry 2000. And I was like, cool. And I bought it and I enjoyed it. So it, uh -huh. it, it's storied. I'm sorry for getting a little emotional, but <laughs> yeah, we, we go back a little way. <laughs> That's so deep. you so you bought a movie yeah. and you liked it, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. Upon suggestion, and then suggested it to us. This is a beautiful wheel of suggestion. I love it. It's, it works right. sometimes. It really does. It does. It does. I, I don't know why I thought you would connect with this movie. I don't know. I mean, I think we kind of brought you on as a Nevada expert. Is that correct? Do you live in that sure. fine state? Does living there make me an expert? Well, I mean, I think it makes you more of an expert than the two of us who don't live there. I'll okay, it. there you have it. And this movie was 100% shot in Nevada. Like, everything was. And I don't know if you, you know, did you recognize that butte that they blew up at one point? No, it was cool because I do like road trips and I like hiking. So there are a lot of vistas I recognize and they they tried to cut around it. There's a little bit of the Hoover Dam. And so, okay. Uh, so, all right. So, first of all, before we get into the episode, I do want to talk <laughs> to our patrons just a little bit um, because we do have a new Patreon episode up. It is our discussion on the made-for-TV movie. Oh, so good. Beverly Hills Madam. So good. Robin Givens. 
Faye Dunaway. Oh, so many pregnant hookers. It is <laughs> so much fun. It's fun for the whole family. It's a TV movie. I mean, you know, there was nothing too objectionable. No, it's true. I mean, you know, spoiler, if you are okay with watching Robin Givens get, what, gang raped and then murdered? Well, you don't watch the gang rape go down, let's be honest. It's the the insinuation or the the insinuation? That's the right word. Sure. Why not? (laughs) The implication? Yeah. Yeah. It's the implication <laughs> of gang rape and murder for ABC TV. But anyway, so that episode is up and we did just record our live episode of Supergirl and that will be up for patrons only. So if you have been on the fence about whether to maybe give that $5. Jamie, what does $5 a month work out to every day? How many cents is that? I mean... I'm not good at math. Say any number. So Just I'll say half a, half a quarter, half a nickel, half a penny a day. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. I, mean, I can't I do math at all. that's right. <laughs> but it's not much money. So go to patreon.com slash movies. Look at all the old episodes. We have Commando over there. You will never hear us talk about Commando, and you need to. So go over. Check it out. So let's talk about this movie. Cherry 2000, 1987, mm-hmm. was made in 85 and was shelved for a long period of time. Well, they thought about it. And it really didn't make much money at the box office, did it? Not much at all from what I, I saw know. from my online research. Yeah, I saw 14000 on a $10 million budget, which is crazy. <laughs> That's actually a little painful to see. When you see a movie that's really trying to do something different and it just biffs it that hard. But I wondered, was it out around the time of something else? Like did something else just really kind of overshadow it completely? Or was it just that people couldn't wrap their heads around this, this post-apocalyptic world? Well, is it like midway through Melanie Griffith? No, pretty early on. Like did, yeah. who is I, I in it? She was- she was nominated for Academy Award, what, a year after this? Two years after this? Yeah, well, she, she did something wild right, Yes, before this was released. That was a huge smash. And then A Working Girl would come right after, right. I think. So, I was trying to think of the other movie we did with her, Working Girl. How could I forget that? How could you? The way I described this to Jamie last time is I think I said it's sort of a – Almost like a Streets of Fire, mm-hmm. Mad Max mashup. B- but I almost feel like there's a little bit of Buckaroo Banzai in here Yeah, too. yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. high concept. And a lot of those movies did terribly as well. Yeah. Yeah, they were strangely popular, but none of them really exploded. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like one out of 50 would do right. really yeah. well. And I think they're those movies that are more you know, cult classics or whatever, whatever the the title is we give to movies that did terribly at the time and now people love. I'm not saying that this is a beloved film the way that something like Buckaroo Banzai is, but I, I think that this is probably held in higher regard now than, than certainly when it first came out. I heard that, are they trying to make another one of these, of this? Are they trying to do like a remake I don't know. Steph, did you hear anything about that? I haven't heard anything about, but I would not be surprised. Maybe. Like Cherry 3000? Yeah. Cherry 3000. <laughs> I would actually like if they kept it 2000. Me too. But... Me too. <laughs> 
Jamie, this may have just been a dream you had after you watched I it. I might have. It did give me trippy <laughs> dreams after I watched it, I'm not going to lie. They were a bit robotic, they were a bit desert, and um, it was a lot of crimped hair. But it was they a good were a dream. a bit desert. Desert, yeah, it's a dream. A bit deserty. Yeah. It's a good descriptive word. No, I understand. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jamie, you want to open this movie up? You want to talk about anything? Well, who doesn't love a little, for for our opening credits, who doesn't love a little good flute, some neon lights, and the silhouette of a naked lady robot? Because that's what we get, right? It, it is a sexy opening <laughs> yeah, credit yeah. sequence. Sure, sure. And are they called, so these lady robots are called, am I right, that they're called gynoids? I like lady robots. All right, we'll call them Lady Robot. I don't, I don't like the word ginoid. It's yeah, that's, it makes you think like they're like moving their their hips around in Gyrating. a very thrusty way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are they are called ginoids, but yeah, there's just something about that because yeah, gyrating, of course, but also gynecologist, gynecologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's super yeah. gross. Like this. This is a PG-13 movie that revolves around a man's broken sex bot. And it's it's a strange plot. I mean, I like it because it's so different. But I have many questions about women in society in this future. Because it seems like oh. other than Melanie Griffith, any Who is woman, a badass. Right. Any woman we see is kind of a prostitute. A robot prostitute, right? Because of the... Okay. All right. So... No, with that bar. Those are women. Well, those are real women. I know. His little work buddies (laughs) say that several times. Um, So our little clean opening where we get to see this this perfect little life that Sam gets to live with his robot (laughs) wife. Cute little, like, futuristic apartment, right? How about that sink with that little... That little... Bubble bubble thing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like that? That seemed... I don't know. That didn't seem very practical. I liked it as a weird 80s concept. I, yeah. Sure. In real life, you'd keep jamming your hands into it when you're trying to do the dishes. But Right, right. It's cute to look at. Yeah, or maybe yeah. it's just completely electronic. You just push the dishes in there and it does well, all the work for you. It makes an awful lot of suds, as we find out, well, um, sure. which can be lethal, apparently. And they have a sunken kitchen, which is something I've never seen. I've seen like a a 1970s sunken living room where you take a little step down. But they have a sunken kitchen, which then just, I guess, collects and traps all the water once it's on the floor. Again, very dangerous for a robot to be making love in. (laughs) But you don't think about that in the throes of passion, do you? No. No, no. And you got to think those... That there were probably robots designed for water sex, but they're probably like higher <gasps> tier. I didn't even think ones. about that. Or maybe he could have like, like I don't know, put on her like rubber sex outfit. I don't know <laughs> if she. Maybe it was an upgrade, and he's like, oh, I'll get to it later. And then right? society collapsed, and it was too late. He couldn't send in a rebate or anything. <laughs> couldn't send in the rebate. A rebate for your what <laughs> giant rubber sex outfit. Yeah, like, upgrade it to be water safe. We'll send you two hundred dollars back, and you'll be like, "I'll put it on the fridge. I'll get to it." Mm-hmm. I'm sure society will stay making technology and not become wholly dependent on recycling or anything. It'll be fine. You turn around, then it's seventeen years later. That movie has long. Circuit City will endure. Damn. It. <laughs> 
Is it, is it supposed to be 2017 in this yes, movie? I thought, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And California. Really kind of funny. Yes, yes. Which and I'm not funny about Anaheim. For. Why is Anaheim as hilarious in this movie as it is? <laughs> Anaheim is kind of, it's where Disneyland is. So that's it. It always makes me think of No Doubt. <laughs> So anyway, so she she also when he gets home from work, his job. Oh my god, I could talk for forty five minutes about his job. Oh, when, when he goes to that. work and his workmates, his two pals at work, which are is like what cartoon he does, characters. Which is what work at a recycling plant where people yeah. push around shopping carts full of junk the whole time. Yeah, this is what the world's come to. No, it's a really weird quasi-apocalyptic thing mm-hmm. where you still put on a suit, mm-hmm. you still have to get up in the morning, go into the office, but then it's just, yeah, people <laughs> pushing around junk and being like, hey, you're going to the weird bar where societal norms have completely broken down after work? Patooey! All right, see you <laughs> in the lunch break room. Like, it's... It's really strange. Yeah. And I love how this guy's broken sex robot is like the talk of the office. They're like, oh, so yeah. sorry your fuckbot you went down. But, you know, we're going out to – you can finally come with us to this Well, she's a primo bar. bot though. She's a primo bot because even when she, he True. goes to that weird doctor mechanic <gasps> robot fixer and he's like, can't he do it. He is so sympathetic. He, right? Do you think maybe he made Christmas cards of them and that's why everyone knows about just like every <laughs> – Holiday, it's him <laughs> and Cherry. I Happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. Well, No, I wouldn't doubt it because clearly to this guy, and this is what we're supposed to believe, is that this is not just a sex robot. Like, no. They have a connection. A relationship with this robot. Yeah. Yes. She really she- listens to him. <laughs> With her whole robotic heart. Totally want a Christmas card. (laughs) Yeah, like her wearing bunny ears. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when she does short circuit from the water, he does make sure to get like her personality chip, which is a teeny tiny CD, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. (laughs) It's like a Barbie CD. Yeah. And he takes it to this guy. I, like this mad scientist almost. Mm-hmm. And the mad scientist, he's great because he's like, oh, you're not like these other weird sex perverts <laughs> that come in here. <laughs> you're he just understands like understands them. Yeah. 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 You get real connected to these ladies. And I love how he takes them on a tour of all these other robots and they're just like on a little golf carpet with lounge chairs on top of yeah. it driving around. <laughs> And each doll is creepier than the one before. Oh, like yes. there's, they're wearing schoolgirl outfits. I don't like. And this. none of them will make Sam happy because none of them are his cherry. No. I love later on when he's just laying in bed listening to her voice, just thinking about how she was like, "Tell me about your day. Did you want something to eat? I next, love you." Yeah, next to her plastic. It's like her Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when he's laying in bed next to her. Creepy. But but I think that brings up the question of he is so interested in putting this robot's personality into another robot that looks just like her. Mm-hmm. We don't see much personality here. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, she she lists a bunch of things that were made in America and that's kind of it. Yeah, but I think that's um, 
Okay, so his friends take him to a bar afterward. The glue, glue, glue? Yes. <laughs> An amazing <laughs> club in every conceivable way. Are the doors vagina doors? Did you notice that? The doors look There's like... kind of a Yannick motif throughout this thing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, I do have to tell you, as a... As a young boy of 11 or 12 years old, whenever I saw this on HBO, I this I had an awakening to this movie. I'm sure you did. This movie is so burned into me where I don't know, I'm sure like we watched a we watched Labyrinth and I know that yeah. a lot of girls around our age were like, "Oh, David Bowie in that movie." I was a young kid and I was watching it and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is that's what Cherry 2000 was for me." And it's a strange movie. To be that for me, but it's 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 kind of putting it all up in your yeah in your face a little bit yeah yeah sure. That's interesting. My husband mentioned the same thing. He's like, "Oh, Cherry 2000," and I literally <laughs> saw him like bust a sweat and maybe a little boner. I'm not. I can't say for sure, but um, I was like, "Oh, what does this mean to you?" And then I saw, and the whole time I'm glaring at him, like, "Yeah, I know what young you was thinking when you were watching this movie." <laughs> You weren't pulling it apart for the messages that I'm receiving. No, no. You were receiving other messages. That's all. Okay, so it's like yeah. the tight blue pants of the Goblin King for a lot of men of a certain age. Okay. Yes. I can respect that. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, tight exactly. blue pants of the Goblin yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. so, go ahead. This club they go into, you were saying this, they go into this, like, club with, um, yeah, and, go ahead, Steph. Tell, walk us through this club because I love yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Because his friends are like, ah, just hook up with a new girl. It's fine. So he shows up and they don't lay everything out. I do like that. They they let mm-hmm. you discover how it's oh, done. Oh, where... the discoveries. Oh, the discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a girl seems to be hitting on him. And it's nice. And then she asks. Um, about his card and he says oh it's expired and she is infuriated oh i love how these women these i don't want to call them sex workers i don't want to make assumptions these how real they, women they're, they're just real, real women, women. <laughs> right. keeping it real seemed, they all seem to have demo reels because he walks by and the woman's like oh yeah yeah that's me uh with steve <laughs> yeah you see what i'm doing there you like that? You into that? Mm-hmm. I can show you other stuff. It kind of reminded me of an advanced. Now I don't do the dating apps or whatever they are, obviously, because I'm. But it, like a modern day Bumble, like you know how you could like, yeah, no, like, but but an advanced version. Like if you could go on Bumble and see the sexual exploits of your potential Bumble, which I don't know the future. Maybe we're not far behind that. Maybe that's where we're getting to. Who am I to know? Well, it's in person too, so you can't catfish them. Plus, true. Apparently, a lot of people bring lawyers they in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> to negotiate the terms, which are the lawyers glorified pimps? Is that basically what we're meant to think and is that Lawrence Fishburne born burn yes thank you <laughs> oh yeah no that's that's Larry Fishburne all right in I was waiting for him to come back I was like were what? these the Larry years when you're still going by Larry yes I think so oh cool I like the Larry years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no, he's one of those people where even if you give him one or two lines, he always had that magnetism. So you're like, oh, he's going to like help him escape from something or give him a clue about where to find a Cherry 2000. No, just Mm -hmm. really cool glasses. The club is glue, glue, glue. And the information he gets when he just can't recover from 
from the sadness of losing his his cherry <laughs> is basically go, laying in the bed with her corpse just playing yeah. the voice recording to her recording exactly <laughs> creepy but so since he can't uh can't get his cherry back he's to, told to go to the glory hole <laughs> which what? that's where he's gotta what go are doing <laughs> what are we doing in this movie at this point <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Glory Hole in 1985 did not mean what it means now. Oh, it definitely of course did. It I did. love it. Of course okay, it All right, did. fine. I was trying to give... All right. He's got to find a tracker. This this information is given to him by that shady uh, mechanic surgeon, I guess we'll call him. Um, right. and, yeah, does uh, anyone have one job here once you get out of like, the office building? It's like, uh, he's he's a cannibal. But he's also an elementary school teacher, and he's president of Zone 4. Uh, and he's an official notary, so just go to him yeah. for any just, of that. He's going to clear up those matters for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's got to find this tracker, or a tracker, right? And it's right. way outside of town. I'll tell you where it's not. It's not in Anaheim. So he's got to leave the town of Anaheim behind. And what's this hotel that he checks into? Where are we here? We're in this... I don't know. It's like an old mining town. And why do they keep cats in water jugs? What is that about? What is that? <laughs> is that just to be really trippy crazy? It's crazy. Man with an umbrella. All these characters at this hotel. Because you're in this, like... You're moving out, right? Of, I, of I reality. Love it. I love it. Because it really is... Just a, a thing where they're like, I don't know, what costumes do we have? What, what do we have access to? What can we put these people in? Oh, what if we put this cat in a water jug? Great idea. Let's just do it because who cares? Like, I don't know, all this stuff. And nobody – I enjoy it in movies when this stuff happens, but nobody really calls attention to it. Like, I love that so much. It's just nonsense somebody threw in the background, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still wearing his business suit, and he's walking into, like, a neon western tourist trap where everyone's mm-hmm. wearing a costume. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, yeah. this is what the world is today. This is fine. No, yeah, nothing is nothing seems bizarre to him or anyone else. Even when he goes to Zone 7, even when he is kidnapped by Tim Thomerson, like, he never really seems to be concerned about anything, thrown for a loop. Ever. He's just kind of there and in it the whole time. Well, he is concerned. He's concerned about getting back his Cherry 2000 is what he's concerned about. Right. I mean, he's got one thing on his mind. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. Until he meets Edith, is her name? E. Johnson, the tracker, right? Who? <clears throat> he goes, okay, so when he's at this hotel, yeah, we do see... Everyone noticed Robert Zadar in this hotel waiting room. Well, right? yeah, he's dressed like an outlaw 80s exercise equipment model from Florida. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. When I saw him with a, a button-down shirt that is not buttoned and he's got short oh, shorts. I love him already. On. This might be my favorite <laughs> outfit of his. And he has he wore some outfits through his career, so that's saying a lot. Oh, Yeah. And I mean, this is a young Zadar too. Like he is built. Mm -hmm. His face isn't quite as large as it becomes later. Um, It's growing into itself. Yeah. And I was so sad later because I was like, was that it? He's gone. 
I, I was so sad. I'm glad he showed up again, but I really wanted more Zadar in this oh, movie. Oh, man. What if he had a scene with uh, Fishburne? That would have been amazing. What a missed opportunity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different movie that I would want to watch, definitely. <laughs> so he heads to E. Johnson's just little house. It's a nice little house. Yeah, it's a little, little shack. She's she's ready for him, though. I think he's expecting, obviously, he's expecting the tracker to be a dude. It's not. It's her. Pretty lady. Very sure. bright colored hair. Very reminiscent of um, the fifth element. Mm-hmm. Hair, very bright and yeah. colorful. And um, uh, She lassos him. How about there's a lot of lassoing happening in this movie? Because later on... Lester tries to lasso the airplane, doesn't he? <laughs> he successfully lassos yeah, an airplane. They're in the West. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> I could hear I mean, your shrug. I, I could hear your shrug. I love it. <laughs> again, I mean, you live there. You go out of your She house, lassos everything. She's at the grocery work, store lassoing see. her groceries. What am I going to do? Walk to it? Come on. I got a lasso right here. That's what I got. Let's do it. <laughs> I like how her sign says she never says no to a job or whatever. Yeah. She's and pretty determined. Gives, yeah. He gives her this job and she goes, no. And he says, <laughs> but you never say no. And she's like. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> ah, you got me. Yeah, I got to do something about that sign. I keep I saying you. I got to change that sign. Damn it. It's like a giant contract I can't hide from. <laughs> but her thing is, is that he has to go with her. Yes, she needs a shotgun. Needs and that's when company. he's out. You know, I mean, he, he wants the girl, but he wants to want to really get Are, are we going to talk about himself. him later on? Because I have a lot to say about this guy. No, I want to talk about him now. Let's Because I have many questions and thoughts and feelings. So let's talk about the lead. Uh, I mean, I guess Melanie Griffith is the lead. But second build in this movie, is that fair? Let's, let's talk about him. Sure, he's the Go one ahead. we're supposed to relate to really Mm -hmm. it's his journey we're following basically and he is the most boring main character of any let alone a crazy high concept genre picture like this he's like i swear i it's like he's mark Harmon if he was dehydrated of all's personality (laughs) like i have to take his word and other characters words on everything because he's like oh no She's dead. And I, I have to say, if he doesn't say it, I guess he's supposed to emote, and he doesn't. So right. we're like, oh, oh he seemed to really love Cherry 2000, and she, you know, she's quote-unquote dead now. He's probably upset. Right. Oh, he's in a weird situation. I'd assume he's uncomfortable here. Oh, this lady's nice. sassing him. He probably has feelings in some way about that. It's just... There's nothing there. Oh, I do, I no. I do like when he stares at her in the night when they're sleeping across from each other, and this is, I guess, when he's starting to fall in love with Ugh. her. And you're right. There's no. It's just. It's a weird <laughs> stare off that he gives, and you're really. You're just unsure. You're just. You're just left. I guess. I mean, he's kind of cute. I don't know if that was the reasoning. They were like, well, he's handsome, but and he looks short. I feel like. Um, I don't know. 
he looks, you are really defending the choice of this man. He's not cute enough to Based make up for height? that lack of personality. I'm sorry. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I agree. Yes. No, he, yeah, I, I have a lot of problems with him because I think Melanie Griffith is fine in this movie, but I also don't think she's great because she's not, like, there's no inflection in her voice either. So to have these two, Flat. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no chemistry there. There is no chemistry. That's what I mean. When you leads. see them trying to fall in love, you don't see the love really kind of building. Right. Yeah. Um, I could understand this guy being in love with a sex robot. Sure. That makes a lot I of sense. I bought that. Absolutely. If this movie was just a day in the life of he and his sex robot, I'm buying into it 100%. But the moment he is put in uncomfortable or bizarre situations, he is so flat. It's it's pretty rough to watch sometimes. But I guess that's because you've got so much going on around him that you don't need... Like, it's mm. it's... Even though I agree the performance was lacking, it didn't ruin the movie for me at all because there, okay. there was, like I said, there's so much else going on and that it was like, I mean, sure, a better choice in actor might have improved, gave it even higher marks. But uh, I uh, I don't know. There was, there was enough going on that the flat performance, because you're right, hers was a little bit, I'm, I'm not a huge Melanie Griffith fan. I think I've said that before. Yeah. Um, but I really liked her in this. And even in this, there are moments where I'm like, is she really, is she trying? Is she, what's happening? What's going on with you, I Mel? feel like she was trying. She yeah. just didn't really have anything to work off of because when you look at something wild, her and Jeff Daniel, even though he's playing a pretty straight laced mm-hmm. dude, he has a sparkle and they have chemistry and you can see him processing emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's not and here. And humor. And they Absolutely. understand the humor. <laughs> It happens a lot with her. All of her ADR dialogue is so flat and monotone. It does not feel like it's in this movie. Like, every time she's talking, I picture her in a recording studio. (laughs) It's very weird. She's like, yeah, like, I'm filming with Harrison Ford right now. Can we just wrap this up, please? (laughs) (laughs) Weren't you supposed to release this movie two years ago? (laughs) Jesus Christ, what's going on? 14 grand? Good thing I didn't take that money on the back end. (laughs) And and I don't know. I mean, they were able to get her, and I know it was Melanie Griffith in 85, but... Mm -hmm. That's still, I mean, she'd been acting since she was like 14, 15 years old. That's, I mean, that's Melanie Griffith money. That's um, but I, the the main actor here, I forget the guy's name. I, I have it written down. It's David Andrews. The name. Oh, God, even the name is boring. <laughs> but I do like the character's name, Sam Treadwell. Tre- yes. Sam Treadwell. Mm-hmm. Why is that not a joke? She tells him later, she's like, oh, uh, I hope you can swim. He should have said something like, I can tread well. Come on. (laughs) It's right there. Oh, when they go in for that water slide thing that they get to do? That looks kind of fun. It's a little dangerous. I like that part. Yeah, Yeah, me too. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like I could dump on this guy the entire podcast. But did you, uh, I assume you you took out your wonderful Blu-ray to watch this, Stephanie, right? I did, yes. Um, did you watch the interview with Tim Thomerson? I did, yes. Okay, all right, okay. Because I did like how he said that this guy had a theater background and this was his oh. first movie. So maybe, I'm not saying that that excuses it, but maybe uh, it explains it Yeah, a that could bit. be a weird transition. Yeah, what else did he do? Nothing then. 
Oh, no, he did a ton of stuff. No, oh, okay. he's done a lot. He has an extensive oh. IMDb. Okay. It's, pre- it's a very kind of masculine career, though. Isn't no, it? It's like very yeah, traditionally. It's very much like the elder statesman of the Navy and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very Mark Navy Harmon and yeah, interesting. Navy thing I'm on to yeah. you, man. <laughs> David Andrews. I'm on man. He really was the weak point. I mean, I, I think a lot of times in movies like this, the bad guys get a lot of stuff to do and they have the meteor roles. This is this is such evidence of that. Like every time Tim Thomerson was on screen, I loved it. Every mm. time Ginger was there, I was <laughs> dialed in and so happy for everything that was going on. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about after Melanie Griffith says or he says, no, he's not going to go after she lassos him. But he eventually gets away. He goes to a bar. Right. And where he gets made fun of for being a little out of place, you know? Yeah. And he announces that he's Sam Treadwell from Anaheim. And boy, did these weirdos in this bar get a whole laugh about that. Oh, love it. They do. They do. And uh, there's two guys in the bar that he kind of buddies up with. There's a deaf Earl. And I don't know the other guy. I don't know. Well, there's some shady shysters. Can we can we talk briefly about, about the bar? this bar? He orders a rum and a cruller? Yeah, that that's actually a really popular drink uh, in Nevada. Oh, a rum and cruller? And parts of Cal- Yeah, great dunking. Like, you wouldn't put together. But, you know, you hear about French fries and a frost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Try it. Yeah. It's good. No, sometimes. <laughs> the bartender will be like, thank you. We order these donuts every day and we barely sell any of them. I love it. Like, I love the idea of just booze and pastries. You need something in your belly to absorb all that booze. There you go. And again, just like that cat in the water bottle, it's not made fun of. It's not really a joke. It's just something he says. And then we see that quote unquote deaf guy eating a donut. Yeah, donuts and booze, man. I mean, donuts are a thing now, so they might have been right about that. I don't know about where you... I don't know what you mean by a thing. Like, I there's mean, donuts donut gonna... shops that open up, like, everywhere. Although donuts, I guess, they're a bigger thing now than ever before. Although I will say in California, in Nevada, there's, like, it's the donut shops. There's the thing. Have a donut. Well, Have... the cronut brought it back, and then cupcakes came in a little yeah. bit. And there's a bit of a battle. Don't forget and... the cake pop. That was a weird thing. Oh, yeah. That happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pastry trends. That, that's really what I took from Cherry 2000. Pastry trends 2000. Oh, by the way, I felt like I was misleading before. 2000 is like her model number. It's oh, not yeah. Like it's not meant the, to sound yeah. futuristic because they're already past that in the movie. But. Oh, I just thought she was a 17-year-old robot. <laughs> like, I thought oh. he had just had Well, that's just a whole host long. of others. Yeah, that's a whole different, that. yeah. <laughs> and if she can't not listen, and I don't, I don't want to get too gross here. But if if you can't get this robot wet, how are you cleaning it? He's got to clean that sex robot, right? Yeah, but it's not in soaking in bubbles. I suppose it's wiped down with a sanitary towel. I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you know, right. she had her head, like the back of her head, soaked in it. Maybe it was just. All right. The crevices he doesn't normally explore yeah. that weren't designed. <laughs> Maybe you could like unscrew her head 
and just take care of the rest of the body or something? Yeah, you like polish it up. You know? uh, maybe if she was just some whore robot from the street, okay, but it's like basically his wife, thank you. Right, okay. <laughs> he brings her flowers every day. Every day. <laughs> she She'll just chuck them out yesterday's yeah. flowers and plop the new yeah. one. <laughs> this kitchen sex is a daily thing. He comes home, he eats a shitty hamburger and green beans, and then they have sex in the kitchen. I'm assuming every day. It's not a terrible life. No, especially in this time period. Sadly, the most normal thing you could experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, when we see what his coworkers are up to, yeah, you're right. Those shady little coworkers with their vest and their fancy hat. When he's at this bar, he gets a little more information about a, a man named Six Finger Jake, who it, he's told is dead, the shady Six Finger Jake, right? Or the... Almighty six-figure Jake, I should say. And these two guys um, try to kind of shake him down. That He's he's obviously right. looking for someone to do his job for him, this fine and cherry job kind of tracker. And uh, they claim they can do it, but they take him outside and try to take all his money. Um, it's not a nice thing that they do, but they're not nice people. Not nice <laughs> Including thing. the great Brian James. I'm sorry. I love him. I'm yes. always excited when I see him in a movie. <laughs> No, that's fine. When people pop out, please, please uh, mention them because there's there's a lot of faces in this movie. And I really didn't notice some of it while I was watching it. But then going back through IMDb, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. These are big time actors in this. But my favorite line at this point is when I think it's Brian James that says this when he's like, oh, Zone 7 is a weird place, man. People stay up all night playing Twister. Playing the Twister. <laughs> I guess that is a sign of a weird place. I get it. No, for sure. Because later it's not Twister, but it's they're all full-grown adults. It's, what, midnight? And they're just playing mm-hmm. hokey pokey. Oh, yeah, they're- they are. Dancing their little hearts, and this out is after, after they they ex- yeah they execute someone. And I was like, I think this hokey pokey is more sadistic than the execution they just performed. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So yeah, I am with him on that. Even in that world, that's weird, weird shit. Yeah, yes. he almost gets robbed by these two incompetent dummies. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are <laughs> morons, but he actually manages to get away. And then he runs back to Melanie Griffith and says, you got the job, you got the job. Yep. And she's got like a bitchin' Mustang they get into with oh, like yeah. 45 switches she's got to hit. Oh, yeah. The 80s futuristic thing. Just like, hold on five minutes. Doop, 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 doop. Switch, switch, switch. <laughs> click, 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 click. I like when they're in the car and he's like, how do you even see out? The- how do you see out of here? Because it's all just these like, this like panel of like yeah. knobs and stuff. But she doesn't. She drives by feel. She doesn't have to see. She tells him, I drive by feel. Oh, I can yeah. feel it. That's how I drive in my, in my fancy car, getting out of fast, quick moves out of glory hole. <laughs> I mean, this, this, is, this, is one of those, this is one of those tropes in movies where you get someone who hires someone else for a job and all they do is question the methods of the person oh, that they Oh, God, hired. you're right. Yes. And, and every turn he's like, what do you do? Why would you do that? Are you, you lost? Do that. What are you, you lost? He keeps asking her. She's like, I think I'm the one. I like when she makes him wear the helmet because I just think it's funny to have him sitting there. <laughs> yeah, you know that's just for her amusement. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And he does give off the vibe of a guy who might need a helmet in the oh, near yeah. future. Oh. <laughs> yeah, safety first, right? 
So they, where do they drive through at first? That's when she makes them put the helmet on. They drive through like. Just a barricade. Um, She's like, oh, here comes a barricade. Put this on. And after they get through this barricade, he seems to be like, what was that? And she's like, oh, it's just these guys that don't have anything else to do. They're real mature. (laughs) This is dialogue in this movie. Yeah, it's like they're projectile, like giant guns off a mountaintop. Like, ah, these goofs. Oh, he's up to something. (laughs) I'll just kill them real quick. Trying it's to fine. be it's little fine. assholes is what they are. She's, yeah, go get a hobby, oh, you kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seems minorly inconvenienced with people trying to murder her. Right, but it's exhausting. So she lays down to take a little cat nap before the journey continues. And I like it. At first, she's so eager. Why are we going? We 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 should go. What are we doing? She's like, take it easy. It's it's my job. I'll get it done. And while she's taking her little rest, he is listening to his voice recording of uh, oh, his Cherry 2000 know. just saying, you know, I don't know what she was saying. I love you. No, he's listening to them have sex. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. He is. After, right uh-huh. after he throws a tantrum that she won't let him drive the car. It's like, fine, I'll listen to my yes. sex tape on the wall. <laughs> go over here and I guess jerk off and listen to my sex tape. He, he did, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen the movie, he didn't really jerk off. Mentally, he jerked off. Oh, yeah. you better right, believe right. it. You better. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Not that kind of movie. sorry. Yeah, sorry, people who are listening to this that have not <laughs> seen it yet. Uh, this is rated PG 13. <laughs> Well, this is he's just angrily masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's something when he's not being bland, he's being very adolescent and stubborn. Mm. Yes, and it, it says a lot about how interesting all the supporting characters are. That that didn't turn me off the movie because this guy alone, <laughs> I could not do it. If it was like one man's journey to finding a new sex doll, I'd be like, no, <laughs> this guy, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. I don't think I need to follow this man any further. <laughs> no. We're good. Yeah. Well, I think it brings up more questions because I understand maybe he is emotionally stunted because he's been, you know, he's had this sex robot his whole life. And you saw his coworkers and where he works. It's got to be a terrible life. But <laughs> then we, then when we, we meet Ginger, I was like, wait. So he had a relationship with an actual woman? I mean, she's a bit weird. Uh, but- a bit. She doesn't love to make a sandwich. She loves sandwiches. Oh, my God. I love ginger. Let's get there. Okay, let's go. Okay. The first little gang they spot, is this part of Lester's, like, anybody out here in these lands is Lester's gang? Like, the guys with the bread truck and the safari hats? Yeah, she said, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. unless he runs Zone 7. Total wacko. His gang is like a bunch of vacation dads. Yeah, because <laughs> it's set in the California desert. Of course, they filmed in Las Vegas, but they're dressed like Florida. People don't dress like that over here. Mm-hmm. Nope. Everyone's on a Florida vacation when the world ended. <laughs> Everybody's just a little bit older, a little bit out of shape. It's just, it's a weird, everybody's wearing Hawaiian shirts and stuff. It's a, it's a strange gaggle of goons that he's got working for him. A gaggle of goons. A gaggle of goons. I love that. Yeah, they, it's true. They aren't big muscle guys though. They, 
They look like a bunch of dads, really. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Zadar sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I, yeah, you need one heavy, for sure. Is there a lady yeah. in the group? Isn't there one? Well, there's, like, the there line of is. perfect, like, the girls in the swimsuits that don't really do anything. No, not them. I thought at the end there was. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. At, the, at the end, when Tim Thomerson, spoiler, is dead... <laughs> There are, like, I think there are two women in, like, zip-up jumpsuits yeah. who stand there with Ginger and it's like, well, wait, Lester's dead. What are we doing and here? And she's like, well, I guess he doesn't get to eat his sandwich. Yeah. yeah. They're like ladies, but they're like mom ladies. They're not the ladies by the pool. No, no. They're not the Hawaiian tropic girls or whatever. <laughs> right. They're they're just out with their husbands. You know, they, you know, I, I don't know. Tim Tom, I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying he's not a bad guy, but I kind of – I didn't hate his weird cult. Like I could see the appeal kind of. He was a, um eclectic leader, that's for sure. So encouraging of his people. <laughs> well, it's Jack things. Death. It's Dollman. Well, have either oh, yeah. of you seen the Trancers films? <laughs> I, I have I seen not. Trancers, yes. And I've seen – Doll man. Uh, the only time we saw him in this podcast was in um, uh, Rhinestone, where he okay. played Dolly Parton's ex boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was pretty great in that. Remember, Jamie? Yeah. He was like, I like my beer real <laughs> foamy. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a full beer of foam. And he, <laughs> and he sliced alone, called him a weirdo. <laughs> that was such a great role. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm so used to seeing him in like Full Moon and mm-hmm. Empire movies that I was actually really excited. He had such a big part in this one. He's so good in this movie. Like he's so much fun. He knows he knows what he's doing in this movie. Like Yeah, he, he kind of has that sorry, uh no, like the ahead. Bruce Campbell thing where he does have like leading man good looks, but in just a quirky way and they have a great sense of humor. So it's like leading man for B movies. And when you say B movie, you mean literally bees sting him in this movie. Oh, yeah, they do. That is exactly what I meant. <laughs> yep, all right. That up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So they see a guy in a van get murdered uh, from, like, across, like, they're at a quarry or something. And they see this happen and realize, oh, this guy's a bad dude. We better get moving so I guess he doesn't kill us, too. Right. And that's when they come to an area where uh, there's, like, a crane. I guess they are at the Hoover Dam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's a crane, and I think this is the most sustained action sequence in this movie. Is that probably correct? Until the end with the airplane, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's really well done, actually. Yeah, they like uh, sky stunts in this movie, oh. I noticed. They're they're really good with um. They like to be going yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although there's a point where she's... When he's hanging on by the crane, you could see his face looks a little strained and it's not easy. She's hanging on. I mean, she's literally chewing gum while she's, like, shooting these guys <laughs> up. And it's, like, it's like, are you okay? Yeah, lost my gum. Yeah. That was her. <laughs> I swallowed my gum. Yes, I swallowed says. my gum. Yeah. <laughs> Rockets. 
upwards of 150 rockets were just shot at them, and she just swallowed her gum. It's no big deal. She's so cool. This is part of her job, you know, and she does these jobs. I guess this is... This is what trackers do, man. And I'm so confused. So their car is magnetically lifted by a crane. And she's ready for it when it happens. She is into it. She's yeah. like, this is how we're going to get across. Uh-huh. She's <laughs> like, you better get ready. Hold on. But it's not like the crane driver's working for them. Like, he wants them dead. So I don't quite understand what her plan is. Well, she is. knows how the crane's going to take them over. Oh, my God. And she's, like, manipulating the situation to get where she needs to go. Super resourceful. And as you said, Steph, the the stunt work is great. Whoever Melanie's stunt double is at this scene, like, hanging onto that car because she, like, Hooks up the crane to the winch on the front of the car so that when the guy, you know, and unmagnetizes, right, that's a thing. Yeah. The car, it like falls and still swings and you see the stunt person really get whipped around. Oh, yeah. The camera holds on it. They're not tricking you. She's doing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I know in the commentary they mention her name. I don't have it, but I I guess she's like pretty legendary as a stunt person. So. Was the com- was the commentary good? Should it is. That? It's with the director and okay. uh, Walter Chaw, the film critic, who's a big fan of it. So yeah, it's a good one. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Me bringing up commentaries <laughs> always kills the conversation, and I never learn. <laughs> I brought it up. I asked you. You should have told me. Shut up. Don't. Say anything. Ixnay on the Amentary K. The water slide part is coming up next. Yeah. Finally, for adults, not just Goonies. I'm sorry. I want to go on a water slide, but it's always for little kids. No, this is serious. I know. But, you know, I feel like if there's a really good chance you're probably going to die, like maybe within minutes. Well, there's a little moment of Cherry 2000 (laughs) where she's just like, wee! I'm like, that's me. That's what I'd be doing this whole time. I'd just be saying we, I'd be enjoying it. Who knows when my head would get blown off? Let's go for it. <laughs> so they do take this little water slide, little ride down. I don't know. I don't. I once went on a Hoover Dam tour. Oh, was there a slide but, involved? No. No, there was okay. no slide. And I don't remember anything about giant tunnels. Of So they take this slide down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they meet Six-Fingered Jake. And let's be clear. He doesn't mm-hmm. have six fingers on one hand like the Six-Fingered Man from The Princess Bride. He's got six fingers total, it looks like, right? I Isn't was, that I what's happening? I was so confused. I don't know what was happening in this <laughs> I guess. And was he just born with six fingers? Wait, it's just six, right? In total. It's not that... I, I believe so. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was like a... a- him pulling his gloves off really quickly and him saying, you're six-finger Johnson. Or, yeah, you're six-finger Jake, aren't you? Yeah. But I like how he said like, that he saw three fingers. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how did you get there from only seeing three fingers? Right, you're only like, seeing half guess, the hand. Right, you're yeah. assuming that on his other hand he also has three, but I guess. Like, yeah, who else is walking around with just the three? Come on. <laughs> what's And he, that was just the one hand, so you gotta figure, even Steve. I just thought it was strange that he then didn't take the other glove off and go, that's and right, And give the big reveal. <laughs> right. Count him, yes, count exactly. him and weep. Well, he's very modest. Like, it's actually difficult for me to sign autographs. Let's not get into that whole thing. (laughs) 
Oh, but when they're getting down, there was uh, two lines that I think summed up uh, Sam and Johnson's uh, relationship really well. Uh-huh. It's when he was going down. He's like, I don't see the bottom. And she's like, don't worry. It's down there. <laughs> for some, that just summed like that. it up perfectly for me. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Six Finger Jake, he's got a sweet pad, like a cave. Oh, like his cave apartment. He's got a jukebox, lots of toaster ovens. He's really into a toaster oven. Donkeys on a boat. That's yeah. really Donkeys on a boat. With donkeys. Well, is that the <laughs> thing? Like you could take donkeys down the dam. Is that like an adventure you can go on at the Hoover Dam? You went on a Hoover Dam tour. Did you ride a donkey while you were there? <laughs> That's like a Grand Canyon thing more than oh, that. Yeah, that is a Grand Canyon thing. To ride the burrows. I like how I am now. I, we have You're the Clark Griswold now of the, the state Dam. of Nevada. <laughs> and I am the expert on the Hoover Dam and donkey tours <laughs> down the Grand Canyon. Well, I see I'm not needed anymore. So good evening to you both. And thank you All for right, having me. We'll talk to you next time. We need someone to watch the commentary for a movie. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thank you. Wow. So he, and I think it's important that you brought up that he has toaster ovens, Jamie, because he has hundreds of these <laughs> and they're all still in the box. It is, it's a baffling part of this movie when Sam's like, wait, do they all work? And his response is like, well, yeah, why would I keep them if they don't work? Well, yeah. And then he goes into telling him what they can make. I have to say, a toaster oven is a pretty phenomenal appliance. I love it. I only had a toaster oven in college in the one place I lived, and it was all you needed, really. I could bake muffins in my toaster oven. I could... (laughs) Get bacon going in my toaster oven. Your dog. Your dog is out of control. She's even downstairs now. I'm not even sure. Maybe. Wow. There's there's possible some crime activity happening outside, you know, and she needs to get on that. Oh, my God. Anyway, (laughs) so so he tells him all the things you can make in a toaster oven. Like, you can make toast, and you can make open-faced sandwiches, and then he pulls a rattlesnake, a cooked rattlesnake, that he seems to pose before he put it in there. Like, the mouth is open, Mm -hmm. it's coiled up, but he cooked that, and uh, Sam is kind of repulsed by it. Yeah, Sam's used to his burgers made by robots. He's not into it. Sam has it too easy. (laughs) But you know who loves it is Johnson. She scarfs that thing down. Like it's some yum yum in her tum tum, but her and the six finger, and her and the six finger man are, are they they have a nice little relationship there. It's like a father figure, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or like your favorite yes. uncle that you like going yeah. to see. Your favorite uncle that lives in the cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like he's eccentric, but he's really nice. <laughs> but, but she's like super empathetic. You know, she gets. That, you know, this guy is alone all the time. So, yeah, he's going to talk about toaster ovens and be excited. And Sam's just like, well, this isn't about my sex robot. So. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go just listen. Move this along. Let me go listen to my recording. Yeah. <laughs> they, do, they do argue. Sam and Melanie Griffith, whatever. Well, she, What's her name? What's her name? Edith Something Johnson. Johnson. Well, it's Edith, mm-hmm. but that's that's not like a cool tracker name. Mm-hmm. So. No, no, no. Right. Okay. I just didn't know what the E stood for. So, but. are we starting to... Drugs. I mean, Edith. 
So just go by Johnson. Okay, got it. (laughs) So are we starting to think that she's kind of fallen for him? Because she is starting to get, well, unless she's just always like, she kind of put off and defensive about like, well, she's just a freaking robot. Well, yeah. Like even earlier, he shows her a picture of of Cherry 2000. She's like, her eyes are red. He's like, it's the flash. It's not her eyes. (laughs) She's like, she's a Terminator, man. Accept it. If I took a picture of you, your eyes would look the same. And her response is, but I'm not a robot. All right. That's fair. That's her response to a lot of the things. She's like, well, because I'm not a freaking robot. Because I'm not a fucking robot. All different expletives and not a robot. Um, No, and I I understand. Like, we saw where she lived. We saw the guys at that bar. Like, we saw the the human trash that she, you know, interacts with on a daily basis. It ain't easy. So this... Yeah, this guy, even though he's, you know, as interesting as a board, he's a good-looking dude. So I guess we are to believe at this point she is falling for the guy, definitely. I wouldn't say falling, but yeah, he's in good shape. He looks clean, you know. <laughs> she's checking his what she's checking looks his teeth like he bathes, like isn't rotting from the inside out. So she's like, yeah, yeah. I, I could get laid. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. We could get that yeah. done. I don't think she's like, I'm so taken by everything about you. Like, oh, yeah, I'll no. hump you. Well, you get some yeah. stress out of the way. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Because no, no, okay, it is a stressful I, job she does, and she does it to the very bitter end. So sometimes you need to, you know, rub some lady parts on some man parts. <laughs> Just feel better. Reduce the tension. I do think that Jake even wants to kind of get her laid because when the two of them go off and start arguing, he puts on some, like, sexy song on the jukebox. And he does turn to that giant jukebox. Was how you got that jukebox in that cave, I don't know, but it's precarious. And what, what it's plugged into, mm. I don't know. Mm. I mean, they're generating a yeah, lot of power. Yeah, it's the Hoover Dam. Dam. He just tapped into that somehow. It's <laughs> not go. water power. I love it. I love it. And I, I really do... You know, Jamie, you pointed this to the scene where you realized that he was just dull and uninteresting. But I do like their little eye contact here when they are sleeping. And she's, you know, he sees her naked back and that's enough for him. Well, and now he's used to getting it on the daily from his sex robot. So now that he's getting nothing, a little naked back is going to, you know, make him feel like an 11-year-old Doug, I suppose. I don't know. I got to tell you, I remember the naked back scene. You do. <laughs> there were a lot of scenes in this that I remembered. <laughs> do you remember who you thought was cuter back then? Johnson or Cherry? Oh, no. It, it was it was Melanie Griffith. Oh, nice. 100%. Because, nice. like, Melanie Griffith was a woman. Like, that was a... I Oh, my God. This is so... <laughs> This is so personal. Like, I remember this so much. Like, looking at her and being like, that is a grown woman. Like, that is not a girl in a movie. That's not a little girl. Like, that is a woman, and that is what women look like. And, yeah. Oh, I was – and it's crazy because I didn't follow Melanie Griffith's career. Mm -hmm. I don't really like her as an actress. I couldn't name more than four or five things I've ever seen her in. But it's just this movie. Like, this movie had a huge impact on me. Impact. That's what we'll call it. All right. We'll call it an impact. But we'll keep it clay. I think that's safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that. I appreciate it. I so loved it. <laughs> I, I'm proud of your choice. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand why people would choose a sex robot. I get it. It's a but whole industry now. No, so, there's, yeah. There's yeah. No, yeah. I know. I don't think they figured that out yet. Well, yeah, they're not high tech, but. Well, that that's a conversation now. That's what they get into. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a market. Yeah, I assume those guys in Japan are frantically watching Cherry 2000 trying to figure out this Where'd technology. they go wrong? Where'd they go right? <laughs> Waterproofing is underlined three times. Yes, yes. And circled, boldface, highlighted. Mm-hmm. Must. Mm-hmm. Yeah, factory showroom. Put them in schoolgirl outfits. Oh, okay, all right. We we're getting this now. Yeah, yeah. So, Jake <laughs> and Melanie Griffith are like, I don't know, they're on top of the Hoover Dam or whatever, and instantly floodlights, they're caught, and then suddenly, I don't know what his job is to sneak around over the rocks, but he's hit on the back of the head with like a two by four, mm. and this is when he wakes up at the Sky Ranch. Yes. I love the Sky Ranch. I kind of want to hang out there. And the and that's definitely the kind of place when you're road tripping uh, from Vegas to like L.A. that you'll just see kind of abandoned. That you'll stumble upon. Yeah. I love those places. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like wait, a, are those like real places? Like, yeah, just like these little resorts that used to be really happening in the '60s, and then they built the freeways, and it took all the business away, right. and then they'd build up like Reno and Vegas, and they just kind of died out. And then there's these yeah. sad little spots that are just like dried out. No, Jamie, when I came out to visit you in LA, didn't you want to take me to one of these places where we like it was like a sweat lodge <laughs> and. We would like, I don't know, take mushrooms or something, and some dude would. Oh, that's oh, a cool way yeah, to get murdered. Um, you should do that. What'd you say? <laughs> what? Go ahead. And we could podcast about it then. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't do it, but yeah, do you do you remember that? Yeah, was it that dome place that I wanted to take you to? Where it's the sound? I can't think of the name of it now. Was that it? I think so. It was something. But I, I, I can't think of the name of it. But it's the dome place where you, there's all these sound frequencies that supposedly happen in this one place out near the Joshua Tree. Is that it? Were we going to take mushrooms and go there too? I think. I don't what a know. magical felt, thought. You guys are cool. Okay. I felt like that was part <laughs> yeah. of the deal. <laughs> well, keep in well, mind, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. We thought we were cool and then just never did it. <laughs> But Patrons, do, let them know that us. you would like yeah. to hear this. <laughs> Tell them to hit record too when they go on yeah. this on this trip. Yeah, patrons, if you want to hear an eight-hour episode when we're on mushrooms, <laughs> then please just let us know and we'll figure it out. Oh. <laughs> uh. So you want to be at the Sky Ranch. You wishing the Sky I Ranch do. was I, more in I your life. I enjoyed this. I like the layout. I like the idea. I kind of like Tim Thomerson's whole, you know, hippie, very violent hippie vibe. But, you know, when he gets those two guys together and he's like, now go out there and, you know, and just, you know, go find them. Bring them back here, but the most important thing is have fun with it <laughs> yeah. yourselves. Like, you know what? I'm into this. Yeah, yeah you're like kind of a laid back murder with... cult leader who likes pastel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, you yeah. like this place because Ginger lives there. Ginger is so much fun. 
Ginger's the ex-girlfriend, right? Is the ex-girlfriend right, of the, right. well, one time was so dating She was Sam, Elaine. But now but lives now here. She's Ginger. And she kind of made me think of Shelley Long in Troop Beverly Hills mixed with uh, 80s Kim Cattrall. Kind of like that vibe. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw the aunt from uh, our favorite um, Sleepaway Camp. Like a little bit. Because she's a little like... <laughs> Off just because of how off the hook she was. Oh my god, with the hat! Yes, um, this mashup of all that, right? No, she's kind of impossible to not love. All right, so yeah, so he wakes up at this sky ranch to um, his ex girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like we as the audience, it's a weird introduction in that we don't know how we got there. Yeah, we're almost meant to believe that we should know who this woman Mm -hmm. is, but. We never saw her before. Mm-mm. Makes no mention of her before because all we know of is Cherry no. 2000. Yeah. He never makes mention. There's no, like all he has to say to his coworkers or his coworkers have to say is like, oh, you were this down when Ginger, whatever her name was then, you know, left you. Right. Then fine. It makes sense. But this character comes out of nowhere in this movie and it's very jarring. What about the other tracker that's there? The guy with the, um, the guy the with golf the pro? golf? Yeah. So. Here's my Dad, question, yeah. and and Steph, oh. you're going to answer this because I'm sure you know the answer. So they have Sam, mm-hmm. and they have Melanie Griffith's car, which they say that they found this other tracker who pretends to be a golfer. Yeah, he's on. Correct? I love that they mention he's on his way to a tournament in Elko, which is such a small town. You only yeah. know about it if you live in Nevada, and you know it from seeing it in the weather reports. Okay. Like, ah, Elko's four <laughs> degrees cooler today. They get everything. <laughs> they're sitting down. They're having dinner, mm-hmm. which just looks like bowls of yes, marshmallows. It's, it's kind of like a oh, low-key yeah. version of the dinner in Hook, where you can't quite tell what they're eating. It's just <laughs> brightly colored. Yeah. <laughs> I assume Tim Thomerson is not into eating animals. I would assume this is a, a, a vegan friendly. Well, they talked about eating yeah. healthy, right? <laughs> right. In front of a bowl of mushrooms yes. or mm-hmm. marshmallows. Doesn't he want? Um, doesn't yeah? Doesn't he want Sam to work out more? He's like, you should you should work out. Like you should be like productive if you were working out. It'd, it'd be a good look on you. Yeah, it's like man, I have a lot of scrawny guys on my kill squad here. It wouldn't hurt to get a little bit more muscle. Yeah. I got a lot of chubby dads already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say so at the dinner when uh, we're. Uh, our golfing golfing guy he doesn't make it long because they, don't they put the the bag over his head and then they're going to kill him yeah. like he's dunsies for lying is that what it is because he was lying because well, he didn't tell no because he is a tracker and they well, just he thinks he's a tracker because he he keeps saying stuff like why do we find this in your car this right. in your car but it's not his car it's melanie griffith's car mm-hmm. so i i read it as this you know he's basically like a desert wanderer mm. found the car and then they found him and they took her him for a tracker does that make sense yeah Anybody yeah because yeah, he wasn't he he didn't have the guile to believe that he was any kind of tracker and he didn't right. seem to know about golf so yeah i think he's kind of like <laughs> oh the, the, like he's almost cosplaying yeah, and that, yeah. <laughs> and that ended with him having to put a bag on his head and uh-huh. get a crossbow. And yeah. this is another part of the movie that 
and, and now watching this, and I mean, I mean, really, I had not seen this movie in probably twenty five. 26 years this part of the movie scared me when i was younger like i was really really scared of this part like tim thomerson to me when as a kid i love him now in this i was really afraid of him when i was like 11, 12 years old. <laughs> but yeah it's almost like a a gym coach that acts nice and then he does something unspeakably <laughs> yes. evil i could see that yes i could totally mm-hmm. yes so he passes around a bag with a bullseye on it, which is great because I love how all the guys pass it around. Like, mm-hmm. Even though you can skip one or two, everyone has to touch this. Mm-hmm. And when the the goofy weirdo golf golf enthusiast uh, tries to pass it, uh, Tim Thomerson stops him, makes him put it on his head, and then they chain him up. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. how about his weak kicks too? When he's chained up there, he tries to oh kick and fight, and it's pretty pathetic. But not great. Well, I. It did seem like he thought they were goofing yes. because they were, you know, they're pretty jovial oh, well, and sure, beforehand. Sure. So, so he's like, come on, guys. This isn't the fun kind of joking. <laughs> this isn't the fun kind. Come on. I haven't even digested my marshmallows yet. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> so first he pulls out a gun, which I think was pretty funny because of the whole golfing thing. When he points it and he's like, ah, this is too much club. So <laughs> then Ginger gives him a bow and arrow. And he shoots it right between this dude's eyes. Like bullseye, pins him, pins his head to the wall, I yeah, guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. And everyone sings the hokey pokey. It's a hokey pokey kind of night. Sickos. Yeah. <laughs> also at one point, Tim Thomerson does show Sam a picture of Cherry 2000 they found in the car. Oh, right. And he's like, do you know who this is? And he mm. says, no. And he's like, this is a Cherry 2000. I got piles of them out in, I guess, what used to be Vegas. But we don't have a chip for them. We can't get them to work. Too bad because it's like slamming an octopus. Slamming <laughs> <Great laughs> an octopus. You're right. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. That is a good line. Yeah. Or no. Such a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, but of course... When he does try some acting, when he mentions the chip, he kind of looks up fervently oh, oh, yeah. and like, looks back down. It's like, real slow. Okay, guy. Yeah. I like that idea. You know what? I'll try <laughs> some acting right now. We'll see how it goes. Oop. Nope. That was a bad <laughs> that idea. terrible. I guess I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Better stick to my flat angle. It's better for me. So that night, Sam uh, tries to escape. He's going to get away. Uh, he has a little fight with Robert Zadar, which I thought was kind of funny because he like punches Robert Zadar out, mm-hmm. and which I was like, well, no, that didn't happen. But of course it didn't. Melanie Griffith is there and saved him again. Yeah, that was a great reveal. You're like, he one punched him out and then you see a knife in his back. You're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. good on you. <laughs> and Six Finger, uh, what's his name? Jake. Jake? Yeah, Six Finger yeah. Jake. Yeah. He's there and... <laughs> He only has one donkey, and it's it's so sad. Like it's so sad when Sam's like, "What happened to your other burrow?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, they shot him <laughs> yeah. in the chest." I almost <laughs> thought he was gonna like reach over and hug him or something. Yeah, but they yeah. just kind of stared at him. <laughs> it's like, well, it was kind of touching. It was touching adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yes, at least he asked about the burrow. Right, right. Wait, at least he showed some concern know that he asked because that's where the chip was oh yeah his concern was more for his special chip right remember because later on he's like oh 
that burrow had my chip on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he knew which was which, too. That's kind of cute. Um, so... This one has amber eyes. The other one has chocolate brown eyes. <laughs> and that's how I tell them apart. They both, though, have soulful eyes. So it that does make it difficult. So then he's, I guess, very angry that he doesn't have this chip anymore. So he decides to blow up this entire camp and, I guess, murder all its inhabitants? Yeah, that's his plan. He's just going to burn it down. Burn down the Sky Ranch. He hates bees. Like (laughs) He puts a gas can full of gas, a giant gas can Molotov cocktail in the bee hut. Lights it and leaves. And there you go. And exits. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. They all get away. The three of them get away. Mm-hmm. Um, Six Finger Jake says that he will meet them at, I guess, the gas station or something. Snappy Tom's. Oh, yeah. Um, so they head off. The whole place is blowing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the dads are all running around confused as to what to do. Mm-hmm. Tim Thomerson's upset. Ginger's making sandwiches. Who knows what she's doing? <laughs> it, it's chaos. But now let's go visit Snappy Tom. Oh, Snappy Tom. No, not Is yet. That... Isn't that... Don't they make out first? Oh, not yet. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Sorry, they're on their way. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Doesn't he... So he... Is he driving? Doesn't he crash the car? Isn't that how it goes down at first? He's driving the car, which she didn't let him drive he's it. just looking at her. Yeah. He's just looking at her sleeping. Yeah. He can't pay attention to the road. Yeah. Well, again, he's horny as hell. He hasn't been laid in a few days now. He's on this adventure, and he just met up with his ex-girlfriend who's gone crazy. Um... So he, they get out of the car. He's either making love to a woman on a floor of suds or making love to a woman in, in like steam. Like there's steam just coming off the ground when they're like, well, they're not really making love, but they're like making out. That's car. That's all. Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I does, I does like, I do like how he's talking to her and they're like, all of a sudden, like they, you kind of, like you said, there's no chemistry, so you don't really feel the sparks. But you're meant to think that something's building between these two, and then all of a sudden, he's just standing by her, and he's like talking to her, and he just like grabs her side boob and starts going in for it, and that's just how it goes down. It's crazy. Uh-huh. It's so awkward. It's great. It's almost as though they did a bunch of takes where they're like. We're not believing that there's any chemistry between these two. How about you just put your hands yeah. on her chest through this tape yeah. and then the audience will understand what's going on. They'll get it that way. They'll get it that way. Then you don't under she's there so they're on the ground and she's got the little the little uh, recorder in her back pocket. So while they're getting hot and heavy, there's nothing worse than when you're getting it on with some guy to then the voice of his cherry two thousand is activated in the midst of their passion. And that kind of ruins the the idea of there's nothing worse makes me think that this happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all, we've all been there. You know, you have ladies, you know, you have, Oh, he's like, why didn't you tell me that you had the tape? She's like, I don't know. I just didn't. And he's like, well, Cherry never lied to me. Okay. And you lied. (laughs) She's a robot. Well, that's exactly what are you doing. Oh, what are you talking about, Jerry man? Like that's crazy. Yeah. No, it get but, that thing. It's like one of those uh, novelty uh, sound effects things you have as a kid, where it just it's like doo, 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 like a fart noise and everything. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. their their sex life and their entire relationship on this little button it's thing. And the second thing, he yeah. heard it, he just flew off of her. Yeah. slap him. He is the worst. The more I talk yeah. about this guy, the more I dislike him. 
Yeah, and it's weird too because my thought was, okay, Melanie, if you really like this guy, like, wouldn't you just throw this out the window or something like that at some point? But maybe she's right. torn. Maybe she, I think. Oh no, no! I was just thinking yeah. maybe she just wanted to get laid, and then after that, she'd be like, oh. Look what I just found in the back of the car. Yeah, cause technically she is an employee, so she's like, well, right. I won't throw stuff away, but I might manipulate it a little bit. She is an employee. <laughs> she is. I wanted to see the contract that was drawn up before the <laughs> But the fact that his hands are on her boobs, <laughs> I, could not, I could not get over that. I was like, what? Is, what? How is this even happening? Like, how is she not saying anything i don't know or how is it not played for laughs for just a little <laughs> bit like while they both mm-hmm. acknowledge this mm-hmm. it's nothing it's just what is happening and what we're seeing yeah. no it kind of feels like everyone was uncomfortable the actors the director so maybe he's like <laughs> just touch her sensually and he's like uh yeah boob and she's like i just want this take to be over with fine side yeah boob. literally fine. she's like oh jeez, please <laughs> Oh, and that's okay. If this is how it works in the theater, let's do it this way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whose method is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> so they go to a, a gas station slash house of prostitution, mm. I believe, uh, which is run by Snappy Pete. Wait, is that his name? Snappy Pete? Jesus yeah. Christ. Snappy Tom. Oh, man. Oh. I love this part where they show up at Snappy Tom. I love when Snappy Tom is hiding from them and comes out of a refrigerator. It's, it's so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> this is a part that should straight up be on, like, the funniest. Like, the, you know when they do those lists of, like, the hundred funniest scenes of all time? This should be in yeah. there. Like, why is this not? And only because it's Cherry 2000. But just the fact that every character pulls a gun on another character and snappy Tom comes out of a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And then of course, to wrap it all up, six fingers comes out of a door. He just shows up out of nowhere and he's got a gun on him. And then they all seem to understand, Oh, we're all good friends. This is fine. Right. Right. The introductions go around and they're all going to, they're all going to, they're all going to hang now for a short minute and be friends. So now she's kind of pissed, right, Melanie Griffith or uh, Johnson? She's kind of in a yeah. bad way because the, you know, she's all heated and now nothing to do with all that except be angry about it. So she sees a helicopter, or not the helicopter, sorry, the airplane. airplane. I keep calling it a helicopter, and she decides she's going to fix the airplane. Yeah. He's convinced that she can't do that. There's no way you're going to be able to fix this airplane it's not gonna happen and she's got this streak of like grease on her face from like you know working hard in the motor and what does she say to him we can't all be glamour pusses 24 hours a day because he's like you look like a mess this isn't gonna work out i don't know what you're trying to do with this airplane and she's like well we can't all be glamour pusses i love that because what the hell glamour but it's crazy she has a single streak of grease on her cheek. Mm-hmm. She looks gorgeous. <laughs> and he's like, you fucking yeah. dare mess. Yeah. So weird. Saving my life yeah. at every turn. In the middle of the desert. Look at you. You're perfectly placed. <laughs> it's a robot life for me. I'll tell you what. Man. <laughs> She's never had a smudge on her face. Not once. 
and I try <laughs> so hard now with movies because I get very distracted with my phone when I'm watching movies. So I try when I watch a movie to keep my phone in a different room, sometimes a different floor of the Put house. Put it in the fridge. What? Take it from Snappy. Put it in the yeah. fridge like Snappy. Well, I should. I should do that. But the moment <laughs> Snappy's little assistant came on screen, I was like, is that Parker Posey? I was convinced oh. <laughs> it was Parker Posey. I had to grab that my phone. Be, I can see I a little Parker Posey in her. Yeah. Yeah. Does she do some outfit changes in the like half a scene that she's in? I feel like she's like in one outfit oh, when they come, and then all of a sudden she's got this like red oh. jacket on, and then I feel like she's in something else when oh. Lester comes. Anyway. She makes a five-gallon drum of mac and cheese for some reason. It's a lot. Well, first she's told to make sandwiches, but she's not going to do that. And I like it. He tells her to make a sandwich, and she refuses. And he's like, well, you sorry sack of shit, then. Go go shit in your hat. That's what he tells her. <laughs> go shit in your hat. Yeah. <laughs> but the mac and cheese, she'll get right on. So that's okay. The So Lester's people never stop with the chase, of course. They're still going to be hot on the trail. Don't think you shook them just because you burned up Sky Ranch. It doesn't work like that, right? This is their territory, and they're coming for you. They're coming in hot. Um, He's running around with, like, calamine lotion all over his face and his arms, which is really fun. Oh, is it cal? I yeah. thought it was, like, I thought they were sunscreening in, like, awkward patches. But I get it now because of the bug bites. Okay. Because of the bees. Yeah. Yes. Understood. Well, she's got some sunscreen on her nose, though. Doesn't she have that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She and a bunch of those dads do, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. Okay, but his is just for bugs. Right. All right, I'm glad I cleared that up because, boy, that did throw me. Why would your face have been red? <laughs> Maybe I can finally get some sleep tonight, so You're thank welcome. you. I appreciate hey. that. Oof, that, was, that was rough. Um, so Rhonda, by the way, is her name, right? The other chick, the Parker Posey chick. Yeah, yeah. another okay. another disturbing scene when she's killed like another like oh. again like something i remember really really being bothered by when i was younger when she's just shot in the yeah. head yeah yeah it's pretty oh. brutal but they do they call tim thomerson or tim thomerson calls and he's like hey be on the lookout for these people mm-hmm. and snap is kind of like oh uh yeah we will but Parker Posey, and that's who she is, it grabs the <laughs> mic and is like, no, 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 they're here, they're here, come here, come get them. Yeah. And then Snitch. they're on their way. Right. Yeah, and then they but are. She- but no worries because Johnson sees them before they get there. She knows they got to mm-hmm. hop in the plane and get out of here. But you know who right. doesn't? You know who doesn't make it in time? Our six-finger who? friend. Six-finger Jake. <laughs> Is shot by Parker Posey. Right through a, an oven mitt she's got yeah. on. Well, you got to hold that. The mac and cheese is hot. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fine. You make jokes. I thought it was a legitimately sad death. Well, it's very um, touching how <laughs> how upset Johnson gets about it on the airplane. She's like. Yeah, that was her cool uncle. Yeah. She almost she tries so hard to shed a tear oh. and then the camera pans yeah. away. <laughs> it looks like she just but, had some indigestion for a minute. You're like, oh, what's yeah. happening? Well, it's I think it's buffeted a little bit because you know she's in the will to get all those toaster ovens. Oh, yeah. So she's she's probably thinking about that rattlesnake. Yeah. Like, well, I can cry over a decent meal. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, I wonder why he never sold these, but I could sell them. <laughs> And I could make good money. Things yeah, are going to change yeah. in this case. Looks, things are looking up. Look at this turnaround. You can make toast <laughs> and open face sandwiches. It's, wait, I told you I had muffins too. Endless. 
can do a muffin in there. No joke. (laughs) It's the only way uh, to deal with leftover pizza, in my opinion. It's very true. No one wants to put that in the microwave. Funny. I grew up in a household with no toaster ovens. I have never had one my entire life. Oh, get one now. It is life changing. Man, it was like microwave or oven. No. Wow. Okay. It's the toaster oven. It's the mini oven. It's the little helper. Like instead of the vacuum, sometimes you need a dust buster. If you guys get into merchandising Cherry 2000 toaster ovens, might be something to look into. I like this You know what? Uh, We do have a tea public. I don't know if they sell. You might need to expand a little bit, but that's a good start. So they fly to uh, matte paintings of Las Vegas buried in sand. Which Resident Um, Evil 3 totally ripped off. So anyway, (laughs) Tim Thomerson also shows up. He's got a bunch of guys on ATVs. He spouts a bunch of stuff. He's like, he tells them that life is an adventure. I love that. (laughs) Be friendly. Very inspirational. Very inspirational leader. I take notes from his right. leadership. So while his guys are getting ready, uh, Sam and Melanie Griffith, they just find all these sex bots in body bags. Oh, it's disturbing. It's kind of gross. In this yeah. back closet, but this is what... Might as well be swinging from meat hooks, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what it reminded me of. Like they're, But they, they, this is the area they've been looking for. This is the zone... Sure. Whatever that they've been looking for the whole time. They're finally there. I like how she's like, be quick. Be quick about it. I like she opens one bag. She's like, is this her? He's like, almost, but not quite. <laughs> um, there's brunettes. They don't even open the bag on the brown hair. Oh, no, 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 we're looking for a blonde. Yeah. You don't open yeah. those brunettes. That's <laughs> disgusting. They should have an own section. Not here. But they find her. And she's in a beret. As exciting as that is. First, I was like, what's behind her head? What's happening? Is that part of the packaging? But no, when she comes out, she's in this, like, red cherry outfit, I guess. It's like tight yeah, red Like a pants. kicky little beret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, she is a complete idiot. Oh, God. I love her. I love her so much. <laughs> R.I.P. She died pretty young, too. Recently. Yeah. yeah. Like a mysterious Oh, the death. actress? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it was anything like cancer. It was just like, oh, she died. They are able to escape. Uh, Cherry acts like a stupid baby the whole time. Like she's making a goofy <laughs> oh, quips. I like how, yeah, she's sitting like with her head like, I wish I could watch this on TV. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch this on TV. They're like shooting and she's dusting off his coat and just like yeah. chilling. Like, oh, I love it. She's the <laughs> robot and she has so much more emotion than Sam, our lead. Yeah, when like, she's, I agree. When she's, when she gets there, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, here's the energy we needed. Here's the vibe that we needed to catch on. Yep. Yeah, that little yeah. bit of goofiness and sweetness yeah. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to spoil the ending, but you want to make a sequel to this? Cherry 2000 and Ginger. I would watch that movie where they're just like roommates and they get wacky eating adventures. sandwiches together. <laughs> she's like, this is beautiful when she's eating the sandwich. It's so beautiful. They shoot up the place. They're killing guys. Guys are shooting at them. Even though Tim Thomerson was like, I want them alive. Don't Everybody is just spraying bullets <laughs> all over the it's place. It's a big shootout. Yep. They shoot Tim Thomerson. He falls through... Like a glass ceiling, but he's really not dead. We'll see him in a little bit. I do yeah. like how it almost was like he looked around him. He's like, well, <laughs> I want this to be dramatic if I'm going to die and kind of throws himself yep. through it. I appreciate yep. that. That That's some flair <laughs> right there. I, I really enjoyed, and, and not to get too deep into the Blu-ray. Guys, buy the Blu-ray. Um, when 
with the interview with him when he's like, did I do any stunts? What stunts did I do? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I fell through that ceiling. That was no big deal. That, that wasn't that wasn't anything. But he was really upset when he had to be hung upside down because all the fake blood kept running into his eyes. <laughs> yeah, actors seem to hate that because I guess they leave them up there way too long, or at least they right, did back yeah. in the day. <laughs> All that blood rushing to their head, like, they can't so, uh, so, Tim, you're going to be up here today. Yeah, you're upside down. Don't worry about it. I mean, Ginger will bring you sandwiches. You'll be fine, <laughs> but you got to just stay here all day. <laughs> so they get in this plane to take off. Oh, They're no. too heavy. They, they must be they mm-hmm. must be heavy by like a hundred ten pounds because yeah. neither of these ladies weighs a whole lot. Well, the, uh, Cherry Tooth, she's a robot, so she she looks nice and oh. trim, but she might be like five thousand pounds. Mm. True, she might be pretty heavy. Five, heavy, heavy uh, a little hyperbole, <laughs> maybe, but you know, she's a robot. She weighs a little more. You're saying that's <laughs> why he was on top in the kitchen. <laughs> yes, exactly. could have been done. Yes. <laughs> It's lucky they didn't have a oh cherry 2000 shaped hole through the floor. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so they're a little heavy. And, you know, even Melanie Griffith's like, I'll get out. Don't worry. I'm tough enough to survive. And I do, I really do. I found this endearing. Like, when the plane takes off and he is so excited that it takes off, yeah. and then he turns around and sees oh. that. She's running away. Like, yeah, she like, got made out. It. I found it very cute. Yeah, and Cherry's just blankly looking at him. And that is a good moment. You see how an actual personality of the women is starting to hit him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a cool moment. Yeah, and she's just blinking in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry is. And says, I love you. And then kind of, like, gives him a wet willy. And is like, I said I love you. And he doesn't say it back. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. No, he doesn't. There's no, there's no boomerang on that because he's realizing who yeah. he really needs to go back for. It takes him a minute though, because Melanie Griffith has to run. She has it to run toward this long. like metal structure thing in the middle to kind of take cover from all more shooting, lots and lots of shooting. Yeah, from everybody. I think it's like a garbage pile because even yeah. Tim Thomerson comes back out. He's fine, and he's even yelling at his guys. He's like, "Shoot at the giant garbage pile." Mm-hmm. She's in there, so she's in a firefight, but. Of course he comes back for her. And as we said earlier, perhaps before we started recording for, I don't know, non-patrons, uh, he sends Cherry out to get him a Pepsi. Yep. Go get me a Pepsi. And she's Very like, specific. Okay. Very specific. Because she's even like, a Pepsi? Hmm. Mm. And then she wanders off. And then he saves Melanie Griffith. Tim Thomerson lassos their plane for some reason. Mm-hmm. At the last second, I think, realizes this was a bad idea. And then he is smashed into a just a big statue of, like, a Vegas showgirl. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you, if you got to go, it's a good way to go. That's pretty memorable. It's not a bad way, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, definitely. Uh, they fly away and make out. It's such a happy ending. And then we see Cherry 2000, like, sidle up next to Ginger and be like, hey, what are we doing here? And Buddies. they have sandwiches together, I guess. That would be a great little buddy movie, the two yes. of them. Yeah, I'm with you. A wacky girl and her robot buddy. <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's get to, and I think, I mean, I don't, Jamie, I think I can always kind of tell your feelings when we talk about these movies. <laughs> I think when you hated something, you make it very clear. But... <laughs> 
what was your overall thought when it came I, to Cherry Tooth? I enjoyed it. I really did. I don't, like I said, I don't usually like when I heard it was Melanie Griffith. It kind of rolled my eyes. But um, it was, like I said, sometimes I was forgetting to take notes because I was like, what is happening right now? Um, it was not a movie I'd ever seen or heard of before. So I was, I enjoyed watching it. I liked it. I would... Not that I'm watching it again right away, but it's the kind of movie I would watch again because I feel like there were things I missed because uh, I was busy trying to take notes and know what we we're going to say here. So I liked it. Yeah. Right. Steph, what do, you, what do you want to say about it? Well, I am a fan of it. Um, it has this kind of chaotic messiness and a little bit of a clunkiness to it that I, found, I find very charming. It's just so mm-hmm. full of ideas. I love the locations. I am a sucker for... Southwest desert locations. Um, as much as I hate the lead, yeah, I'm going to say hate. The supporting characters are just, <laughs> it's like they stepped out of a comic book. It's so fun. And it's just, yeah. sometimes you're just in the mood for, you know, a fun little weird adventure movie. And this really fits the bill, in my opinion. I like it a lot. Totally. This is a dumb movie that everyone should watch. 100%. I mean, it's not it's not great, but it really is a lot of fun. And I think for this one, I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia. We talked about it for me. I, I really, truly, personally enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's something where anyone could just sit down. Like, this is almost a perfect TV movie. You put it on TV, it takes two hours long with commercials. I think it is, it's enough fun to engage you. For that amount of time. But it's yeah. crazy. You should know it's a TV movie that's a little bit out there. It's not like Well, watching... no, no, no. I just, I just mean if they put this on TV as a uh, movie. Oh, <laughs> so I see. Cut it up like, a, like a late afternoon Sunday yeah. movie. I feel like it's kind of perfect yes. for that. Yes. This is a perfect Sunday afternoon movie. You're right. Yeah. So uh, at the end of this, stuff, I told you we do recommendations. <laughs> you have a recommendation Based on what we just watched. Well, it's going to seem like I'm cheating and I wasn't. It's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And it's going back to the Blu-ray. They mention um, both of them. <laughs> so I'll just, uh, I'll, I guess I'll just support it. Um, <laughs> the late Pamela Gidley, she has a smaller role in Highway to Hell. Okay. Uh-huh. But Kino also released that movie. And it is bonkers. It And it has a lot of kind of the practical, weird casino locations, a lot like this film. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a, another high concept, crazy, how the hell do we get out of the situation movie. Um, but And I would also check out the director's other film, Miracle Mile. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I love. I yeah, love that. Really it's good. it's still crazy. It's still kind of, we're going here meeting these strange characters. Now we're going here and we're meeting these strange mm-hmm. characters. But it's a little bit more straight-laced. Mm-hmm. It's a little and more it's, grounded in Yeah, in and it's one of my yes. favorite sub-genres where it's just one night mm-hmm. of madness. Mm-hmm. And you just follow them through the night. So mm-hmm. One crazy night. I do like that. Uh, Jamie. Um, well, uh, my recommendation goes off of how they took Anaheim and there was a, so have you seen the show baskets? The Jack or Zach Galifianakis show. It's been canceled just this season. It came out in 2016 and they've had what four seasons. I think the fourth one's about to come out. Um, Zach Galifianakis is a, uh, Galifianakis is a, he's a 
a Paris clown who is kind of a failure and has to go back and live in his hometown of Bakersfield. And he lives with his mom, played by beautifully by Louis Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he becomes like a rodeo clown. So it's very sad, but the characters are very kind of crazy. And the I, I mean, as the seasons go on, I it does get a little crazier and crazier. But um, it's that desert feel because he's out in Bakersfield. That was like my first like I don't know why this reminds me of of Baskets. So it's a really great show. It's really a lot of fun, and Zach Galifianakis does a great job as well because it's not you know he it's a more very serious role, very dark comedy. Um, so yeah, I recommend that yeah. from this. It's it's fun. I think I saw the first two seasons. I mm-hmm. kinda, yeah, I think I kind of lost track after that. But I, yeah, I haven't good. seen season three and four, and I did hear that they they are not renewed for next year. But um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. Very good. And uh, my my recommendation is a little bit of a deep dive in that I looked into the guy who did the music for this because I enjoyed oh. the music for this movie. <laughs> and he did a ton of – like he did the music in RoboCop and Conan the Barbarian. And he did the music in a movie that I just saw recently. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Spellbinder from oh. 1988 with Tim Daly and Kelly Preston. Has anyone seen that? No, I don't okay. think so. It's not great. <laughs> That's a terrible way to explain it. But uh, Tim Daly of Wings fame, uh, he saves Kelly Preston from like being sexually assaulted. And he brings her in and they kind of form a relationship and she starts living with him. And it takes a long time. But then a woman shows up looking for Kelly Preston and she is from a witch's coven, oh. and they need her for some reason. Oh. And if you're looking for, like, a sexy thriller, mm-hmm. that's what this is. But it's very slow, and I think the ending makes it worthwhile. But I don't think it's for everyone. But it's it was really interesting, and it's on Amazon Prime. So if you subscribe, just check it out. It's worth it. Mm. That sounds fun. Oh, and yeah. see Trancers yeah. if you haven't. One of Helen Hunt's yes. first roles, just a really fun, crazy sci-fi movie. Oh my God, that is Trancers. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Sometimes All I right. get sometimes it sounds dumb. Sometimes I get Trancers and Dollman mixed up. He's a little guy but, in Dollman, though. That's yeah, why he's Dollman. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, Stephanie, would you like to plug anything? And before you plug anything, there is something that I want you to plug because you are. And no offense to anyone else I follow on Twitter. You are my favorite Twitter follow. Aww. <laughs> like, I'm I'm an old man and don't understand how to use Twitter. But if I did, I would try and model my Twitter usage off of what you do. It is wildly entertaining. And you appear to be on there all the time. Uh, I don't know how to take that now. Thanks. <laughs> it's a compliment. No, 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 like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying that as though it's a bad thing. <laughs> It's the it's the first social media thing that I've ever kind of liked because I just have dumb jokes all day and I'm like, oh, this is an easy way to make people read those. That's awesome. <laughs> so I kind of took to it, but thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate that. it. So yeah, I'm scrawfish on Twitter, and anything I write, any podcasts I'm on, it goes there, and I do have my blog links in the bio. So 
yeah, just go there. Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much for coming. I really do appreciate it. And I know it was it was a bit rough there. No, it's smoothing out. You guys hazed me pretty down. hard. It was a little hurtful, but I, I get it now. <laughs> so just thank yeah. you. It's part no. of it. It's part oh, of the whole, sure. and you passed. So good <laughs> job. You. So when we have you on again, you have to stay in the shower. I apologize, but it seems to have worked. (laughs) Duly noted. Wherever wherever you are podcasting from now, just stay there next time we call. So, Jamie, next time is our – oh, and I hate to say the words back to school because people think we're doing back to school. But it's a – the school year is starting, so we're going to do a – school episode Mm. but we're not going to do an episode about a school that deals in math or academics or nonsense like that we're Mm going to talk about a dance school hey now so we're going to talk about fame next time so everybody watch fame next time i guess i don't know like is that how we end these shows i have no idea anymore (laughs) Do I just say what we were doing? Yeah, you just tell them what we're doing and you tell them thanks for coming and then you tell them all about the places to find us. That's usually what you do. Oh, yeah, I always forget that. Uh, Guys, find us at all those places. You know, all those social media places. Mm -hmm. You can find us anywhere. Just type in Good Times Great Movies in Google. Whatever search engine you use, like, I don't know, Ask Jeeves. Who knows? Whatever Mm -hmm. you use, type us in. You'll find us. And watch Fame so that you can listen to our next episode in two weeks. I'm getting my leg warmers ready. I'm I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We will talk to you again in two weeks. Until then, have a good two weeks. Bye-bye. This this movie should be shown in a class. Like, what? That what was that? magical! Who, who, wow! Yeah. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. David Bowie just got here. I'm gonna have to go. <laughs>